Hey, all you nature nerds, this is You're Gonna Die Out There. Welcome back, nature nerds, to another episode of You're Gonna Die Out There. This is Megan. I am sitting across from my co-host, Jen. Hello. We're getting ready to do a little nature nuggy today. But before you do your nugget today, Jen, Uh I just want to tell you that I have been doing, for the past two weeks, you know, I've been doing the Brown Tree Snake Rapid Response Team training. Elite training. Elite. (laughs) Elite. (laughs) Elite training. Yes. I was like, you know, I should do this. I should do this. I like snakes. I like handling snakes. I don't know why she did this. I thought I was like a really good snake handler too. I was yeah. like, but then I, through the course of this training, I realized that like, oh, the snakes that I used to handle were, were like black, black rat snakes, like corn snakes, like the nicest, most docile, like just chilling out snakes ever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the brown tree snake sucks. It does. It sucks. It's ugly, stinky, and rude. Jesus. The smell, Jen. I can now, when I walk by, like, where one has been, especially if it rains, I guess the smell, it kind of comes down. Mm -hmm. It's, I'm like, a snake has been here. I heard somebody call them the cockroaches of snakes. And I kind of agree, because cockroaches stink. Yes. Yes. And I know we have a listener to our podcast who used to run that training. Yes. And I'm just saying that, Who was here on Guam. Yeah. These snakes are awful. (laughs) Like, we need to get rid of all of them right now. Like, I just can't. I can't with these snakes anymore. It's not happening. I used to be kind of okay Sorry. with them, you know, doing outreach and, like, holding a snake. Like, no big deal. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, they're kind of cute. Whatever. They're not. They are not. They're zero. They're zero cuteness now. I've lost the <laughs> um, the cares. It's not like holding, <clears throat> like, a baby ball python. Yeah. It's so cute. So and pretty. Like, oh, are... Yeah. No. These are... I'm just not... I'm not into it. Not, not into, into them. Yeah. I'm not either. Um, I have, like, a burning hatred for these snakes. So the past two weeks, and also it's taken a lot of her time and yes. her energies. Yeah. And I'm like, why did you? Why? Why did you do why? it? You but I'm what? proud of you. I, I am proud. I you are now part of the <laughs> rapid response team. Yeah. And if I yeah. need to report a brown tree snake, I will rapidly, I will rapidly come to your, <laughs> your <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I mean, the, you know, the point of it is that if the, uh, another island here around us has yeah. a snake on it, that we could deploy to that area and, yes. uh, you know, see if there's an incipient, incipient, I can't say that word, incipient population. <laughs> well, all I can yeah. say is when, um, when we were first Peace Corps mm-hmm. in the region, yeah. um, one of my very good friends from college yes. and her husband moved here to Guam. Yeah. To, and she was a dog handler yeah. for the rapid response program, but they since don't have dogs doing that anymore. Probably right. it was hard for the dogs because they're just everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. And it's, they're really smelly. So I'm yeah. sure they would smell them, but there's like, there's one there, 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 there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it'd probably be hard to. <laughs> they're like, also here, also here. Yeah. Also there. I yeah. guess the program, it was somewhat successful, but not successful enough that they continue to fund it. Right. But. Anyway, she had the best dogs from that program. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just a real quick shout out to Patrick, who is here on Guam doing all of the snake work. Uh, I don't who know knows? how you do it. I don't know how you keep <laughs> working with these freaking snakes. Because <laughs> uh, after two weeks of intensive training with them, I'm I'm over it. <laughs> yeah. 
So <clears throat> anyway. Well, when I was working at the refuge, I used yeah. to do some snake removal. Snake removals. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I was just like, ew. Yeah. You guys are gross. I like you. Yeah. Anyway. I and I, I think that um our trainer, she's really great. Uh I think that she purposely put really angry snakes in my traps. Like when they, <laughs> they like preloaded the traps one day and then I actually caught a couple snakes, right. just, you know, from the traps um, naturally. Uh, but it seemed like every snake that were, they weren't just asleep. Like most everyone else's were just like curled up in a ball or like inside the little tube and you could just like pull them out and dump them in the bag. No big deal. Mine were like. Trying to eat your face. Yes. Awesome. Just straight for my face. And I was like, come on. This is why. Honestly. Why? Well. They could tell I hated them. That's why. Congratulations Thank on you. your um, graduation and certification. I have a cert- from the program. I have a certificate. It's on really heavy paper. Oh, so. that's nice. You can yeah. frame it. I have a hang it in your cube. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have a yellow uh, hyper yellow shirt. You know, it says Guam Brown Tree Snake Wrapper Response Sweet. Team. Member. Yeah, so exciting. Yeah, that's anyway, cool. Well, um, I have a, a s- small nugget of a story. Today. I'm excited. And let me just, I got to start out by saying that I was planning this nugget for a while Mm -hmm. and I was so excited about it, like really excited to talk about it. And I had been watching a lot of videos and kind of reading up on it. And what was going to be like a really cool update um, and a beautiful story (laughs) has sadly completely changed to a very terrible story and i know a lot of you are following it but i'm going to talk about it anyway Mm. so it's it's really heartbreaking i have a feeling yeah so if you go back and listen to our orca episode which i did go back and listen to it which i don't usually go back and listen to our older episodes. Um, (laughs) We just put them out and then run away. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes, I have to be honest, there are some I've never listened to. Mm -hmm. No, it's true. (laughs) I've listened to most of them. Usually I'll go back and, but I need to be in the right headspace. Right, right. To listen to us. Talk about it. Yeah, yeah. because we talk all the time. Anyway, this one was, it was from uh, September 29th, to be exact, of 2021. Whoa. Look at us. Wow. That's like so many years ago. <laughs> know, right? And we called it LaDonna Corleorca. <laughs> you named it that. Yes. Yes. Because it was a female, because they're matriarchal and they were the mafia. Yes. That's why we went LaDonna. So yeah, I did, yeah. when I listened to it, it's funny. And I don't know if it's how we were recording back then. I was telling you this the other day. Or <laughs> yeah. if it's just, I, or the editing or whatever. But yeah. I was very intensely... <laughs> into that story i was like this is this and this is this and so i'm pretty i don't know we were fresher we were more fresh (laughs) i was really jazzed so but there's a lot of good information in it about orcas aka killer wells um and that's what i'm going to talk about today so you guys all probably know where this is going but there's a lot of information in that episode Mm -hmm. so i'm not gonna obviously not gonna go into all that but i did the the main Orca from that story was um, Tilikum, which was a big mm-hmm. bull well, uh, or sorry, uh, orca that was captured in uh, Iceland. Right. So he was an Icelandic orca. orca. Um, and I also did a short mention when I was talking about the capture of whales, the live capture of whales in the 60s and early 70s. Right. And I did mention Tokate 
who also known as Lolita, and that's who we're going to talk about today. Oh, yeah. I'll call her Toki. I don't like calling her Lolita, and I'll go into it later. I just think it's... It's a creepy name. Well, and it's not fair. Right. So it's because she was paired with a young male at a point. And Uh I'm like, but she didn't choose that young male. Yeah. Just saying. So, I mean, it's fine. That's the name. A lot of people, it's either one or the other, but I'll just call her Toki. So she was captured and stolen from her family that is labeled the L-Pod of the Southern Resident Orcas from the Pacific Northwest. And at that time, they estimated that she was four years old, and it was on August 8, 1970. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was taken as part of this um, Penn Cove capture in Puget Sound, Washington. Her mother, who was labeled, because people obviously follow this resident population, right. um, who was labeled L-25, also known as Ocean Sun, which I like that name. That's nice. Is still alive, and they think she's around 90 what? years old. So she is the oldest living Southern resident orca she in the wild. Like, she has like a really good skincare routine. <laughs> she, well, remember one of the things that I told you about was that the female orcas go into menopause? Right, yeah. Right? It was only like pilot whales, orca whales, and humans. Right, right. That So far that they know <laughs> of that goes into menopause. menopause. So she's... And, you know, part of me when I read this, and I'm so sentimental about this, but I'm like, maybe she's been waiting for her kids to come back. She's just, she's like, I'm not dying until I get them back. Yeah. Which make, it's kind of heartbreaking. That is. Anyway. Jen. Uh, sorry. <laughs> it's, it's so sad. So a little bit about the history of these Northeast Eastern Pacific captures is mm-hmm. there's movies about it and it's kind of terrible we we talked about blackfish right they go into it on that one so the first capture of the northeastern pacific occurred in november of 1961 um an orca off the pacific offshore ecotype remember i talked about there's different ecotypes you probably don't right. remember but i'm just i 100 i remember every word of that episode <laughs> what are you talking about as i mentioned it maybe it'll come back or yeah, go back yeah, and listen yeah. so this orca was suspected of being sick mm. by the marine land of the pacific officials they're like that one looks really sick Mm. we should probably get it save it from the waters Mm. yeah so they netted it um or it was netted um by this i guess collecting crew when it was swimming near newport beach in california uh they took the it was a 17 foot orca they took it to an aquarium Uh, it's a female and she became known as wanda but uh, two days later, she kept banging her head into the side of the tank and she convulsed and died. Jeez. Yep. The next one they captured, they called Moby Doll. No, no. I know these names, right? That's not it. Um, and this one had actually been harpooned in 1964 and Jeez. survived for three months in captivity. So I think it was harpooned and then caught. And then they're like, wait, we should keep this and bring it to. I'm not really sure. Yeah. It's a. Yeah. Um, And so it was taken to Vancouver, B.C. by by the Vancouver Aquarium. And and this one was a male. It was a member of the J-Pod of the Southern Resident um, Orca population. And that's the one that's been most affected by all of these captures. Right. So the third that was... um, The third that was captured for entertainment purposes was in June of 1965. And this was a fisherman found, um, found... Mm. A 22-foot male orca in his salmon net oh. that had drifted too close to shore in near Namu, B.C. 
Okay. See where I'm going with this? The orca was sold for $8,000 to the Seattle Public Aquarium and named Namu after where it was captured. A few months later, this guy, Ted Griffin, who sounds like a real piece of work, he was the owner of the Seattle Aquarium at the time. He procured a companion for Namu, Mm. which was a really young 14-foot 2,000 pounds, which is pretty small. Because remember, Tilikum, you don't remember, but I'll repeat it from the, was like 17,000 pounds or 12,000 pounds, I think. Yeah. Anyway, so a 2,000 pound orca is pretty small. But I mean, the females are a little bit smaller. Sure, sure. But she was taken from Penn Cove, Puget Sound, and they named her Shamu. Right. Right. right, Okay. I talked about this, which means friend of Namu or she Namu. She hyphen Namu. Get it together. Oh, so, um, but they didn't get along. So they sold her off to SeaWorld in San Diego in December 1965. And that's mm. when the Shamu thing started. The line of Shamu. The line of Shamus. Um, so there was a Yukon Harbor operation that was planned um, to capture multiple orcas. And so they had this big, I guess, 17 days worth of captures in February and March of 1967. Five Southern resident orcas were taken into captivity. Three others died because they got entangled in nets while they were trying to stop what was happening. Mm. So during the 1960s and 70s, there were about 50 orcas that were taken for from these this area in the Pacific for exi- for entertainment, yeah, or to be in an aquarium or something. And that time, the southern resident community of orcas had lost about 48 of its members. And it wasn't that big right. of a community. Um, and by 1976, um, there was about 80 orcas left within that community. And I can tell you, and I'll go into it later, it's about the same today. Hmm. They haven't increased. They're just chilling. They haven't been able to build back up their, their population, numbers. their numbers, yeah. for various reasons. Uh, so it, that population is endangered. And then there were more captures uh, or with, I guess, other captures. The theme parks learned more about how to not kill them. (laughs) So avoiding (laughs) injury during capture and how to care for them so they weren't dying as often. Because a lot of times they would get them and they would just die. Mm -hmm. Um, And then a real bad turning point came with this mass capture of the L-25 pod on August 8th, 1970, which was when Toki was taken. And that was at Pin Cove again. And it was really controversial because there was this big number of wild orcas. They, would, they took seven, um, but a couple of four other juveniles died. And one female drowned when she got entangled in the netting because she was trying to get her calf. No. This interview in Blackfish mm-hmm. was, I probably talked about it a little bit. It was one of the divers. His name was John Crow. I think he, I talked about, he was the older, I'm obviously by this time. Um, He talked about how all five of the orcas that died, they slit their abdomens open and filled them with rocks and weighted down their tails as anchors with anchors and chains to conceal it. And he was saying, yeah, I kind of remember. Yeah. And he was like, that's when I knew what we were doing was probably not legal. It was really messed up. It was really messed up. I remember listening to that episode and you said, um, I don't want to ever look back on my life and have that kind of regret. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't want to do anything in my life that brings me that much regret. Right. He had a lot of regret. It was terrible. Uh, So a couple months later, the carcasses floated to the shore near Whidbey Island. 
And the public went ape. Yeah. They were just like, what What's the happening? hell? Right. So that's when they passed this or it led to the passing of the Marine Mammal Protection Act in 1972. And then they were protected, at least mm-hmm. within U.S. waters at that point. So that's when the live captures, especially there, had finally stopped. But as I went on, you know, in the last episode, they just did uh, captive breeding after that. Right. Okay. So there's a documentary. It's called Lolita, Slave to Entertainment. I haven't watched it. It's released in 2008. And I'm just like... (sighs) Like, can your heart take it? I just... Yeah. We've talked about this. There's certain things you just cannot... It's really hard. Because remember, I was telling you to watch Blackfish, that it wasn't... It's bad, but it's not going to kill you. It's not going to, like, rip your heart out. Like, I can't watch the Cove one. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can't. I can't do it. It's just something. Uh, so anyway, if I don't know if anybody has seen it, let me know if it's too <laughs> heartbreaking. I, I don't think I can watch it. Um, so the other surviving calves from that capture were shipped and taken to various marine parks around the world and most died within a few years. Mm-hmm. But she didn't. She has been in captivity for 52 years at the uh, Miami Seaquarium and the smallest orca tank in North America, which they have named Whale Bowl. (laughs) Wrong name. (laughs) I know. So, um, I guess, and to kind of go back to her name, Tokate means bright day, pretty colors, and it's a Chinook language Mm. uh, word. Um, And she, like like I said, she was named Lolita later. Um, She's been dubbed the world's loneliest dolphin due to her being the only orca in the small orca tank. For decades, when she got to see the seaquarium, uh, she joined a, a male from the southern resident uh, population, and his name was Hugo. So he had been captured a couple years before her. So he'd been there about two years. So I guess Hugo was quite a bit older, and that's why I was gonna I was gonna say Lolita would be like a younger yeah, female. I think I switched it. <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. That's okay. I figured you'd get there and then I would be like, why (laughs) did they? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she was the younger one. Little side note. Have you ever watched that movie, Lolita? Or like, isn't it a book too? I feel like I watched not the original, but like a remake with Jeremy Irons or somebody. Yeah. 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 So I watched the original. Yeah. It's, it's pretty messed up. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, what Vladimir, uh, Nabokov's novel. That's yeah, that's what they said. Right. I I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I just feel a little uncopied of that. Um, so anyway, that's why she was named Lolita. There's a lot of victim blaming. Not her choice. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, a lot of well, because she's a she's a girl, uh-huh. she's an underage girl, who's 100 percent manipulated into this. But she's like portrayed as like wanting it, mm-hmm. and that's not correct. I, like we know that. I now. know that. Yeah. I I remember that about the movie, and I mm-hmm. think that's why I don't like the yeah. name. Yeah, it's too. Um, yeah, it's too like oh, they're they're like you're a promiscuous young this. girl, and that to me is like like hunting older yes. men. Yes, and, and you can't. That's not a thing. No. That's not a thing. They, yeah, and so today I'm glad that we people have conversations around that. But anyway, right, good times. Yeah, so the Illumination who claims that pod is part of their culture mm-hmm. and it is right. Yeah. That pod is part of their culture and that they consider them part of their family. 
they refer to her as, I don't even know how to say this, but it's like Ska Alachi Eli Tenuat. That was great. That was so wrong. <laughs> they have other words for her that I won't even try to say, but it said, it means our relative under the water. So oh, that's nice. It's yeah. really nice. So back to her and Hugo, they lived together for 10 years in this mm-hmm. whale bowl, which is an 80 by 35 foot by 20 feet deep. 20 feet deep. Jesus, that's not even like Tank. the deepest pool I've been in. Yes. They made it a lot, uh, but they never produced any offspring. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hugo had also appeared to suffer from psychosis, which happens to a lot of captive whales because mm. he would continuously ram his head against the walls. Mm. And in 1980, he died from a brain aneurysm. Jesus. Uh, after that, she shared the tank with a short-beaked dolphin, common dolphin, and a pilot whale in the 80s and 90s, and then later and currently with a pair of Pacific white sighted dolphins named Lee and Loki. These were her only friends. Mm. But I guess at least she had some company. Yeah. Sadly. Uh, For decades, people have protested and they've tried to get her released back to her home waters in the Salish Sea, um, hoping that she could be reintegrated with her family, the L-Pod, especially with the mother. But it just never... Never happened. It never happened. Is there... And honestly, it's been like 30 years. Like people have been trying to do this. This is no nothing new. They've been trying to get her back for decades. Yeah. Is it so? Is there any reasoning as to what? It's just like the company won't release her. It's like they have rights over her or something. They, yeah. There's that. There's permitting. There's like, you know, she's not going to make it. Like sure. she's been in captivity for too long. We don't think that she could survive. Um, <sighs> and then the money. Like, how are you going to move sure, her? Sure, yeah. You know, I think a big part of it is was money. Mm hmm. Raising enough money, finding the means. So I did talk about in that episode, I talked about the free willy thing and how they moved. um, From like Mexico City, right? Yeah, they moved him up to Norway and he lived a couple of years in an enclosed area Mm -hmm. to get used to hunting. and Right, right, So they could keep an eye on him. It was like in the ocean, Mm -hmm. but it was like cordoned off kind of yeah and then finally and then he gained like thousands of pounds yeah and got so much healthier he's like oh my god yeah it was just like (laughs) so much food and then he went back into the waters but he died a year later right from uh, pneumonia right right which is really normal too because they can't they're just he was in the worst tank yes i mean it's probably equal to what she has been in but it was you know really high it was hot and it was tap water that they put salt in. I just can't with that. Jesus. Just people are so dumb. Agreed. And mean. Anyway. So in in March of 2022, the Miami Seaquarium announced that she would no longer be used for shows. And um, there were rumors circulating that they were looking at releasing her. Mm-hmm. And I, we've been watching it. I've been watching yeah. it. I know a lot of our listeners have been following this. Um, a year later, this past March of 23, there was a press conference that announced that they were going to relocate her. And on that was the mayor, uh, Dan- Danielle Levin Cava, who's of Miami-Dade County. And then Edward Albar, who's the CEO of Dolphin Company. One, of, It's, I guess, one of the largest captive dolphin entertaining companies. Screw that guy. Dolphin Company. 
and uh, then also the um uh, oh i guess those people actually own miami seaquarium oh okay okay and then this other guy, his name is Pritam Singh. I think it's, I'm saying that right. He's the co-founder of Friends of Lolita. And then, and this is what I was really going to talk about, was Jim Ursay, who's the CEO and owner of the football league, the Indiana, Indianapolis Colts. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he is the one funding the whole thing. He's like, let's get her out yeah. Home. So yeah. this guy, so he's an American businessman. He's known, he's the, uh, the like I said, the owner of the Indianapolis Colts. Um, and he acquired it. I guess his dad bought the Colts when he was like 12. His dad. And they oh. were just, I think his dad was either had immigrated. It's like a first generation oh, that wow. had made a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. And then he's just like, "Let me buy this." That's was a football, bazillion, right? <laughs> football, yeah, football, yeah. He was like a bazillionaire. Yeah, and so all that went to Jim, his son, and they've done a lot. They actually have donated. I mean, yeah, they have millions of dollars. Sure, sure, sure. But what they they really focused on uh, mental health programs, and this mm. also this Riley's. Uh, Riley Children's Foundation that expands mental health services for kids and teens. Um, they gave $3 million to the Indiana University to establish new research center on mental health. Hmm. Uh, so he also, I listened to an interview. It was one of those like dude shows. Yeah. We're like, hey, we're here to talk about it. <laughs> you know, and they're like, yeah, let's talk about this. So you're moving a whale. <laughs> you know, it's like one of those that men love to listen to. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, oh, you know, maybe we should start talking like that. <laughs> I can do it, Jen. It's Jen. <laughs> no, let me tell you. This is this is amazing. You're doing some great work. It's just like, it's so... Yeah, man. This is so something. I don't I, know what it I is. I feel like I would just go Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that's how I would end up being. If we were, uh, if we were dudes. If we were dudes. From... Uh, from, uh, from like... Uh, yes. From what you're thinking. Yeah. In the telephone first booth. movie. It, it, yeah. Uh, Bill and Ted's excellent. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yes. just Bill and Ted's adventure. Yes. Anyway, I would listen to one of those. I made it through. All I wanted was to listen to him <laughs> say why. And it was just so like, ugh. I anyway, love it. I like, love it. men. So, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> he, during that, he was like, I've always loved seeing, you know, I've always yeah. loved orcas. Oh my God. I'm really into this. And I just, you know, I have the money. Mm -hmm. Let's do this. Yeah. He's like, this would be, it would be so amazing. And he, he's, He's really passionate about it. And this is a quote. He said, she's healthy. I've got the money. Let's move her. I like that kind of straightforward. I, me too. I'm like, I love, I really love this guy. So, I don't know anything about him. Sometimes I wish that like work meetings were like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, just like boom, boom, boom. Done. Agenda item one. Yes. No. Whatever. Plan. Good. Yes. Great. Moving on. You know, and it, there wasn't just, a, there's no jargon in that. There's no like extra yeah. fluffiness to it. He's just like, this is the reality. This is the reality. Here's how we're going to make the future that reality. Yes. Done. And he was like, there's all this red tape. There's all this permitting. He's mm -hmm. like, these people are jerks. And a lot of it's <laughs> the USDA has held up a lot of yeah. this. Um, a lot of federal type stuff. USDA. I'm just kidding. And so he was, you know, he's just like, screw those people. I have bazillions of dollars. Right. Let's do this. Yeah. I can buy off any, I can pay for this. <laughs> he's like, if I have to build a plane that holds a tank of water to right. move her, we right. will do it. We'll do it. We'll do whatever. Yeah. And it's been done before. So I'm like, 
He's like, Come if on. I if I have to remember the Air Force moved the other oh, one. That's right. Yes. Yeah. He's like, if I have to buy a giant pack of chewing gum for her to pop her ears while she's <laughs> in the airplane, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do whatever it takes. So he also said, the story of Lolita, the orca, has been near and dear to my heart. I am proud and enthusiastic to play a role in finally returning Lolita to her native Pacific Northwest. That's what he said in one of That's the releases. Nice. Yeah. So um, what was shared of the plan so far was it was pending government approval. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, she would be moved to an orca, orca, I'm sorry, an ocean sanctuary off the coast of Washington State and Canada. And she would be in like a big, I think it was like a one to two acre netted area, mm-hmm. kind of offshore, close to the, the, pod. the pod. So that way people could keep an eye on her because she's yeah. 50 some by now, right? She's geriatric. <laughs> but not, but they live to be yeah, yeah, yeah. older. She's, so, but she is definitely like, she's probably already in menopause. Right. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. She's got to um, take her estrogen. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So the ideal outcome was um, to be in a position where she would be self-sufficient enough to be fully released. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they were looking at like 18 to 24 months. But the hope was to be have it done sooner. So it was supposed to be by August of 24 that she was supposed to move. And Jim Ersay was like, let's do it now. Like he was just like, let's do this. Um, So it was everybody was like, so I was so excited. Yeah. I was like, this is freaking great it's finally happening like this this billionaire just steps in like making this happen she's been in captivity over 50 years but the problem is is she hasn't always been in the best of health sure and a couple like what what is it today is the 26 Mm -hmm. so a little like over a week ago um on august 18th 2023 she died uh, the Miami Seaquarium announced it on their Facebook and Instagram that she had died. And they said it was due to renal failure. I guess maybe that was something that she had been having a problem with. Mm-hmm. But they said that her health had been declining rapidly over a couple of days. And um, they had all their veterinarians there. And despite all their best efforts, she passed away. Oh, she was 57. 57. Yeah. But her mom is 90-some. <sighs> <clears throat> Yeah, so I'm like side eyeing you a little bit because, like, does the Miami Seaquarium have any money, any skin in this game? Like, do they have to pay anything to move her? I really don't know, but I feel like with Jim and the game, like, right? No. I would hope. Yeah, I was thinking, like, I hope it wasn't like some kind of, I mean, renal failure. I I don't know. Well, it did say. So this is from another article that some of her former trainers question that cause of death. Oh. And this is a quote, confirmation of the 7,000 pound animal's cause of death, also known as Tokate, will come out once necropsy re- the re- necropsy report is released. The examination was performed at the University of Georgia. I think it's... Oh. Yeah. They have a, yeah, they have like a facility. Where her body was shipped. Uh, they shipped her, did they ship her to the actual university? They shipped uh-huh. her, there's like this uh, aquatic facility, but it's really small, so I can't imagine. I'm, I'm not really like a sure. coastal aquatic thing. But let's let me just tell you what what um, the president of PETA. Yeah, this lady. Remember oh, we talked about her I a lot, Ingrid PETA. Newkirk. Yeah. I love yeah. this lady, man. She <clears throat> says she released a statement that says Lolita was denied even a minute of freedom from her grinding fifty three years in captivity. Mm. Um, fam- she urged families to honor Lolita's memory by never visiting marine parks and called for more marine parks to release dolphins into sea sanctuaries. 
Uh, Save Lolita, a group that was that had campaigned for her release, stated that Lolita will forever remind us of the urgent need to protect our oceans and the magnificent creatures that call them home. And the World Animal Protection U.S.'s director, executive director, her name's Lindsay Oliver, released a statement saying she deserved the freedom of the open sea, not a life confined to a small tank. It's time for the industry to end. So no more animals have to suffer like this. Swim free. Tokate. A lot of people were like, don't say she's free. She's not free. That, you know, they were like, I mean, yeah. I like to think of it like that. Like mm-hmm. she's, she's free. But sure. She was never, she really didn't get that freedom. And she's, the, she's free in the sense that she's like gliding over the rainbow bridge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. In that way she is. Yeah. But I step back from this mm-hmm. sometimes and I'm like, we're, you know, uber focused on this animal. But there's so, so many, many animals. <laughs> yeah, I'm so thinking like, many. so the money that he was going to spend on that, is he now going to adjust it to release some other marine mammals he should because there's still this other one that's older than her i think was it named i talked about it in the last one there's still one from her pod that's older than her that is still in captivity oh wow corky or something was like Mm -hmm. had that kind of name um so after her death ted griffin who was the the colts the no oh no the other guy yeah he's the one that owned the seattle sea aquarium or aquarium and he's the one that was behind most of these live captures Mm. Uh, he said he had no regrets about capturing orcas except those who died from being dropped by slings, overheating during transport, or injured in captivity. What? He like actually said that? He actually come on, said dude. That. Come on. What what decade is he living in? So it kind of makes me think of uh Ghost. Remember the movie with uh Patrick Swayze and Demi yes, Moore. Yeah. Remember when the bad people got like sucked in the ground by the those oh, black yeah. things? Yes. I'm like, that's going to happen. That's going to be him. Guy. Yes. hundred percent. Like I would almost start believing in ghosts if that was like a thing that you could see happen. <laughs> I always think about that since I watched yeah. that when I was like, I don't know, pretty young. But I always am like, yes. <laughs> I was like, I have that in the back of my mind when people are really pottery. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah. No, that that. makes sexy pottery. (laughs) Sexy pottery. No, he doesn't deserve sexy pottery. No, no, that guy does not deserve any sexy pottery. I, I think, yeah, that the the audacity, Jen, the audacity. That's like another. Just come on, come Come on, dude. On you cannot. No, that's. I can't even think of the words to say, Jen. I'm just. My brain is glitching out. At the thought that he would think it was okay to say that. Yeah. No regrets. No regrets. I have no regrets, um, you know, murdering all of these, like, beautiful, massive animals. Well, and depleting that population, yeah. which I'm going to talk about a little bit. But so I guess her, com- like, going straight from the the sequarium over to get necropsied mm-hmm. is part of their protocol. And they have to do it quickly because the body can decompose, right? Right. But the Lumination people were like, and they were a big, you know, part of this getting her released, right? They said it blindsided them. So the tribe is calling for her remains to be returned to yeah. the region. They want to put her back yes. home, yeah. right? Even if it's just her remains. Uh, so, nothing, you know, they said, we understand it didn't work out and she died, but give us, give us the body. The body. Uh, so this lady, or sorry, this man, yeah. I think. <laughs> Tony. I mean, it could go either way. It could go either way. And I'm not really sure because I just read it in an article. But he's the chairman of the Lumination. 
said the autopsy could provide answers about what caused her sudden death, but the transfer to Georgia happened with little warning. Mm. We see her as a family member. The last thing we want to imagine or think about is what they're going to, what they're doing to her without talking to us. Uh, In a statement, the chairman of the Samish Indian Nation said, we celebrate her life and passing, knowing that she shined a light of humanity on the inhumane practices that will never happen again to our relatives. And they also said, Tony added, we've had children being taken away from us through bad policy. Mm-hmm. So she, so was she taken away from her home. And just like any family member, they want to prepare her for her final journey to be with her ancestors. That's what I thought was really nice. That's really nice. Uh, so the status now, oh, and I did read, but I didn't put it in here, is that, so when they do this necropsy, they basically cut her into a million pieces. I was going to say, and that's they were going to put the bones to clean them and then reconstruct in like a museum or something. But the, I don't know. They're going to have to. This is happening right now, so oh they're going to have to figure it out with the native, yeah, um, folks because they they're like, okay, if she's in a bunch of pieces, that's fine. Yeah. Have her cremated and give us the ashes, right? And we'll spread her ashes. Yeah, like we can deal with that, but don't not give her back to us like all of her yeah 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 so i don't know what's going to happen with that aren't there enough bones in museums can they just respect these people for once like just please honestly i'm just gonna say that like so just as like a this training that i was in Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. you have to um euthanize uh snakes yeah um, and I regretted every single one of those, even though I hate those snakes and they're <laughs> yeah. nasty and gross. I felt yeah. awful. Yeah. So for someone, I don't know, I just keep thinking about him saying he has no risk. I, we need to just go meet this man in person or something. I don't like, want to meet him. No. Slap him in the face. No, I have go to jail for that. assault. Yeah. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I would have no regrets about that. I mean, I, uh, what a, what a dick. Yeah. Mm, it is. Not nice. It's really bad. Okay. So I wanted to give a quick update on the, and I, I, I didn't go into it too much on that episode, but just back to her family, that Southern resident pod, um, the status there, they say this ongoing decline of this population over the last 20 years is likely due to uh, decreased quantity and quality of prey in the area, probably Mm. overfishing, uh, presence of persistent organic pollutants Mm. and disturbance from vessels like noise and such. Uh, the total abundance of the population was uh, in 2021, it was standing at 74 whales. I think when I did that episode, which was also in 2021, I said 76. I think there's some different numbers out there. Sure. Uh, they said that since then, there has been one birth and one whale presumed dead as of July of 2023. So it's probably Jeez. the same. Yeah. So just the population has never recovered. So there were 150 plus, and now it's just been sitting around that 75-ish. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Yep. So anyway, I just, I know it's sad and it's not cool, but I wanted to talk about it because, because it's just... It was going to be, so it was going to be a really happy story. I was like, there's a millionaire. He's going to pay for this. It's going to be so great. And then... And, and I had it all ready to we're gonna be have, as like, a nature fireworks, nugget. And we're going to yes. have like poppers and stuff. And now, now it's, it is what it is. And now but, it's, it's even worse than if, 
you know, if, if she had died and they just gave her back, right? And, yeah. But now it's like there's even more complication. Well, like in her life, just please just release can, this whale. Right. Whale? Jesus. Orca. Yeah. <laughs> well, if they could just, <clears throat> I, I kind of agree with, and I don't think that the illumination or those folks yeah. mind too much that she's getting, I think they also want to know what happened. Right. But it's just that they weren't consulted. Right. Again. Again. Yeah. So no one talked to them. Not cool. Get it together. Anyway, so that's all I got for this Maggie. <clears throat> but go keep following it. If you're not, you there's all these different sites you can follow. There's the um, Until Lolita is Home. There's also Friends of Tokate. Mm. There's the Whale Dolphin Sanctuary, I believe. Right, right, right. Uh, I feel like there's also something called oh, like, sorry, Whale Sanctuary Project. project. Or, yeah, that's there's the Kiko one. Project, which was the one that they took back. Right. That was his name, Kiko. I saw a post uh, just yesterday on the Until Lolita is Home, and it, hold on, I was going to read a little bit, but they were saying that, I think that's where I got the information about her being kind of in pieces. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. The necropsy. like the Yeah, the necropsy part of it. So. You can go and read all about this stuff. I, that one's pretty good until Lolita is home. We check that one out. So anyway, but it's all over Instagram mm. because everybody's sad. Yeah. So. Because it's sad. It is sad. So anyway, but mm. keep supporting. Keep talking to people and. Keep not going to sequarians. Yeah. Keep talking to people about <laughs> it. Don't to not support these places. Yeah. These sea worlds and sequariums and where they're using dolphins and orcas and whatever that's entertainment yep not cool just stop it well thanks jen for that nuggy that was so uplifting and wonderful (laughs) excellent sorry well yeah until next time don't die out there Bye. bye you're gonna die out there is produced by us jen and megan and edited by the talented and super nice guy jonathan pillsbury thank you jonathan yay yay uh, all of this is possible because of an amazing group of Nature Nerd patrons. If you would like to be part of our super cool nerd community on Patreon, just go to our website at you're gonna die out there.com or you can check our link tree on our Instagram page, which is kind of amazing. It is. I'm sorry. But it is. Uh, another way you can support is by leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. Uh, if you do, Jen will send you a really kick-ass sticker you just have to send us your mailing address i will do it if i forget hey if you left us a review and i didn't send you a sticker send us an email let me know just let me know uh also we would love to hear from you we get a lot of our stories from listener suggestions a lot we kind of steal them all the time yeah um because they're so good so if you would like to do that go to our website we have a contact page at you're gonna die at there.com or an email you're going to die out there at gmail.com. And at the beginning of the episode, we give you a shout out. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And until next time, don't die out there. Bye. Bye. Bye.